The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Free Roll Football Contest. Join us for our season-long pick-em with up to $3,000 in prizes and a Super Bowl autographed SGP helmet up for grabs. Sign-up link is in the SGPN app. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase and save $20. Download the Game Time app and use, pro- use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play Underdog Pick'em College or NFL and win 20 times the money you put in in one game. Look, go to sports game, go to promo code and use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's promo code SGPN with a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use code SGP. New customers can score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. When they bet just $5 on any NFL game, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, use code SGP. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants it again? Yes, sir. We are here with the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Know me, know the voice of the guy. It's me, really real, villain, real, real, from Virginia here at your service. Tell him to bring me my money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. And I am currently here drafting in my home league. I have the 10th pick in the draft. We already did the one-two turn. I went and got Derrick Henry and Garrett Wilson to start the draft off. So you all will be forcibly coming along in this journey with me as I have to draft this entire team while we just so conveniently have scheduled this podcast to be recording. So here we are live on youtube for everybody that's not here to see us but for you to know next time that hey we are live on youtube youtube.com slash nfl gambling podcast but when you hear this my team will have i would have drafted a league winner and you'll know it got my guy co-host here before we talk thursday night football like we did last season he's back scott studio Rachel. scott what's going on scotty beat me up Surprise. Doing pretty well. I'm looking forward to week one. Should be fun. We picked a good day to do it because if we did it a day early, a lot of our props might have been a waste of time because now we had some breaking injury news today. So we're going to talk about that in a second. But it should be a fun game in general. Looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's just go ahead and start talking about some of the game now. We have... The week one, week one, first game. That's why I love us getting the Thursday night preview because we get to break down the first game of the season. The very first game, 
all the other guys don't get to do that. This is the very first game that we're talking about here, and it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs defending their title, welcoming the Detroit Lions. Lions come in here as start opened up as a seven point fit, seven point dog. Line is now down to five and a half. It was six and sitting at six and a half basically all summer. Six, six and a half, basically all summer. It's now down to five and a half. And that is because the biggest injury news dropped with Travis Kelsey earlier today, hyperextending his knee. They said that it looks like his ACL is still intact, but his probability for the game is unknown. They are uncertain if he is going to play. Scott, I, I mean, do we even have to go through any more of an injury report? Travis Kelsey is not playing in this game. How much does that mean to you? Uh, I think it means a decent amount uh, based on how valuable he is. The problem is you still have to deal with Mahomes if you're Detroit, and that's not easy for anybody to deal with. Now, you're looking at what happened last year. Kelsey was still great. Tyreek wasn't there, and they won a Super Bowl. So it's not like this team is completely useless when they are missing star power. But I don't know what you think the enemy's role is with that team, but there are some changes. Oh, Scott, I'm on the clock. I could tell. Yeah, I, I still think I, I haven't heard that sound effect in a long time. But I do think when you're looking at this overall spot, it's fascinating because we've seen the Chiefs get by without Tyree Kill. We have not seen the Chiefs get by without Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, assuming he's not going to play. So you have a lot of uncertain pe- players that got to step up. Now, are they capable? Of course they are, because Mahomes can make anybody better. We've seen it in the past. I know Brady has like the all-time record for most uh, passing touchdowns to random receivers, just going by the number of receivers that have caught a touchdown pass by him. So it's not like Mahomes is suddenly screwed because Kelsey's not there, but Kelsey is the security blanket and the safety blanket. He is obviously the best tight end in the league. It's going to matter, but do I think the Chiefs are automatically going to lose because Kelsey's not going to play? No, I think that's insane. I just had to draft Najee Harris. I feel indifferent about it. I had Najee Harris in one of my leagues, too. I, I think the reason I feel indifferent about it is because I have him in so many other leagues already, and I hate to have, like, full exposure to one player. just feel like it's a kiss of death for me. But oh, both I just, might not play week one, so. Yeah. You're, yeah, I mean, that, that, that does play a part of it. Into this actual game, for me, and we're talking about Travis Kelsey, I think that, well, you know, I, my Lord and Savior, Patrick Mahomes. I was going to say it matters, but it's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, so it's not like they're suddenly screwed. They'll, they'll, they'll find yeah. something else. And ultimately, I think they I think they will. I think they'll do pretty – all right, so like in the fourth round, do I get Darren Waller or – I feel like I'm jumping. Maybe he'll get back to me at five, but if he doesn't get back to me, I'm going to be pissed. But it's like I really need another receiver here. Are you an early tight end guy? No, I'm not. I want to. Re- I really want to make Waller. If I get Waller at five, like I'm. All right, I'm gonna do it just for the show, just so they can see. So now I'm looking at mm, Keenan Allen, Christian Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin, or I don't know if I like any Deontay of those Johnson. options. I like Watson. Watson. I, like I, I have a Watson. But... I feel like I have Watson. I have a lot. I like Hopkins. I think Hopkins is gonna be really good. I think he might the start. I'm curious how his body's going to hold up, but have fun watching Tannehill throw him the ball. Uh, I'm going to take Hopkins. I, I have Watson in a bunch of other leagues. I'm going to take Hopkins in this one because I do think Hopkins is going to be really good. It's going to be like the A.J. Brown for that offense where he just pigeonholes him the ball. All right, so now we go to wait and see if Darren Waller gets back to me. Hi. Hello. I hope everybody's enjoying this. 
But in the game that we're actually talking about at hand here, it, it means everything for me. It means everything for this offense because I think that this is why. And now I'm super like everybody was I was thinking over, over, over. Now I'm actually kind of questioning it because I'm thinking of the fact that, man, when they're on third down, that's who he looks to. When they need the chains, when it's like some third and 10, third and nine, third and eight, some long third down, that's the guy they look to. And I don't know who he's going to look to to have to get that kind of familiarity with. I think that it's going to be big, explosive plays, but we're not going to see the methodical walking down the field without Travis Kelsey because he eats up a lot of those targets when they do that. So I just want to read off the weapons they have with Kelsey, assuming he's out of the lineup. The receivers, Valdez Scantling. Kadarius Tony, who's allegedly going to play, we'll see. You have Sky Moore. Uh, you have Rasheed Rice, who had a drop issue in preseason. You have Justin Ross, who is a solid player from Clemson. Happy that he's back. And then you have Justin Watson. And then your tight end is Noah Gray. So once mm-hmm. again, you don't have many, if any, weapons that you can actually rely on. Does it matter? Maybe not. We know Andy Reid and Mahomes can figure it out, but that's yeah. definitely a serious hole in that pass-catching offense when you're missing such a reliable guy like Kelsey. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm 100% with you. Uh, it makes the DFS slate fun. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to have a ball. For, like, first touchdown, like, it, it made me take off everything I had because now I felt like I was so much more open to what else really could be happening here. So uh, we'll definitely talk about all of that, and we'll get to actual game picks in just a second. But – I got to talk to you about DraftKings because look here, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official partner, betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a week one offer you cannot miss. $200 in bonus bets instantly to new customers. All you have to do, $5 on an NFL game. $5 on this game right here gets you $200 in bonus bets to spend on the entire weekend. Why would you not do that? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code SGP to sign up. Again, new customers take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting $5. That's code SGP on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official betting partner of the NFL. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. State-specific Responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. We're also brought to you by the Game Time app. This is the best place to go get tickets for sporting events, comedy events, music events. Doesn't matter what it is. Get your tickets on the Game Time app. I use them all the time. I go to WNBA games on there all the time. Super duper cheap. They got me on the floor of a WNBA game for way less than what other people paid so absolutely tap into the game time app download the game time app for trade account and use code sgpn for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code sgpn for 20 dollars off game time last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all right scott Let's break down the actual game here and what we're talking about in this one. We have, like I said, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Detroit Lions. The line is sitting at five and a half here. Total is sitting at 54. The total has not moved through all of this. First game of the season. I'm going to kick it over to you, Scott. Who Five and a half is what we're handicapping here for the Chiefs at home. They said the total is 52 and a half. 54. 54. Okay, sir. Uh, so for this game, initially, I obviously love the Chiefs in Arrowhead. 
But now you're looking at Kelsey potentially not being there. Even if he is, do we agree if he does play with basically one day rest or two days rest on a hyperextended knee? Is he a pure decoy at that point? I wouldn't say pure decoy, but very much a decoy. So I think once again, even if he does play, it's going to be more of a, I don't want to say a non-factor for him, but I think that he's going to obviously be compromised. So I just want to at least point that out. Now for this game, Detroit has expectations. Are they going to live up to him? I don't know because I can't think of the last time they had expectations, but you're looking at the chiefs and they're obviously dominant at home. They're dominant everywhere. Mahomes is the best player in the league. It's not even close. And you're looking at the defense it's not even just missing out on Kelsey. They were already missing out on Chris Jones. Like That's a big deal that I feel like people need to talk about because he's been the best defensive lineman they've had for a couple of years. Frank Clark was past, I'd say, his prime, and he ended up leaving anyway. But Chris Jones is still holding out. He wants that contract, and they're probably going to give it to him at some point. But he's not going to be there either. So Kansas City's missing some key pieces, at least on defense, and probably on offense, whether it involves mm-hmm. Kelsey not being there at all or being visibly compromised and injured while he plays. I I think it's tempting to take Detroit, but why do I feel like Kansas City is just going to find a way and Mahomes is going to make some magic happen and he's still going to throw for like 280 yards and three touchdowns? You know what I mean? Like I feel like yeah. Kansas City is going to find a way. They're going to run the ball well, and I do think that Detroit's defensive line was really bad against the run last year. I'll mention it later in the player props, but they were bottom five in rushing yards allowed, or I should say they allowed, I think it was the fourth most rushing yards per game in the league. So the defense had issues, and Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if they fully addressed it, not to mention the Lions having several players suspended for gambling purposes, so they're going to be shorthanded too. Not any superstars besides Jameson Williams, who's been underwhelming so far in his career. I think for this game, I am an only to the under as my main play. Mm -hmm. I just think that the Chiefs are going to rely on the ground game more. I'm not going to compare it to the game that they had against the Texans in the first game of the season a couple years ago, where like Edwards Hilaire at 100 rushing yards and like the only good game he ever had. But you're looking at the actual game plan for Kansas City. Without Kelsey, I can see the Chiefs relying more on the ground game since Detroit did not stop it last year. And Detroit also, you're looking at what they want to do. How many great receivers do they have? They have St. Brown, who's really, really good. You have mm-hmm. Reynolds, who's been a journeyman. You have Marvin Jones, who might be washed, and you have Laporta, who I think is a decent tight end out of Iowa, and you have a couple good running backs. Do you see either team really wanting to air it out that much? Detroit, maybe, but I can see this game being in the trenches. I see a lot of running clock. I see a lot of handoffs here. I like the under. I think this total's a bit high. Give me some type of potentially a 24-20 type game. Might be ugly at times. I think maybe 27-20, but 54 with this many injuries and just the lack of overall weapons, I think the total's too high. I'm going to take the under. <sighs> and what, what side were you on? The side, I'm going to lean. Uh, I think I'm going to lean to Kansas City. But I feel a lot better about the total than the side. We're on the complete opposite sides of the total. I'm trying to get there on the under. I haven't gotten there yet. Maybe... Maybe primetime unders hits me before game time, but right I now I'm on the, the primetime under angle. Just the lack of weapons that both teams might have. And but see, that's the thing. I think both offenses are so good that I, I mean, I don't even think lack of weapons is really like 
the thought process for me, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I think, is going to make it do whatever. We saw how he, you know, played Jutsu, Juju in a relevancy la- last year. And so now I also like I, to help him out. So that's you know. yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I get and I, I get that. But I think that Detroit's defense is still bad. I think that. Yeah, I mean, let me pull up the I don't even think I read off in a full injury report. I think we just talked about Travis Kelsey. So I mentioned um, Chris Jones not playing, but that's for not injury. That's just based on holdout. Yeah, no, but it's and but that's the that's the thing that I'm here is like Chris Jones being out just makes me scream. Like the pass rush for the Chiefs is so much worse. So much worse without freaking Chris Jones, man. Like he really makes that pass rush go. And I don't know if I'm ready to Sorry, I just dropped in Mike Evans. It's fine. Future giant. But I'm not I'm not certain if I'm 100% to say that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be a completely like one that one player like how he affects that pass rush really makes that secondary look a lot better. Makes the whole f- focal point of that defense look a lot better is that front four up front and that pass rush getting to the quarterback. If they can't do that, then it might be a long day where Patrick Mahomes is going to have to save him. So how I have it going is I think that this is going to be a long day of back and forth scoring. That's going to take us. Well, I had it taking us into overtime with Travis Kelsey. It might not take us into overtime, but I think that this is a touchdown game and, it's going to win by a touchdown. So I'm going with uh, Patrick Mahomes and those guys, Kansas City, minus five and a half. And I'm going to take the over because I think that with the lack of defense on both sides, I mean, it doesn't matter who's catching the ball. It's going to be so easy. So I'm putting offense over defense in this one. I, I feel like even if there are going to be a decent amount of scoring drives, I just wonder how many quick strikes you're going to get. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about a lot of long drives and both court, both coaches – Reed, not as much. He has been more aggressive lately. But we know with Campbell, the entire total and spread might come down to one or two fourth downs because they're going to go for it every time. So they really might decide the game there. I just feel like, once again, with the crowd in Arrowhead, I might be a bit skeptical on if Detroit's actually going to be able to look extremely sharp offensively. They should look pretty good. But once again, I do think that I see some type of 27-20 game Maybe mm. if you want to go a little bit higher, maybe like a 30 to 23 game. That's still an under. Like 23 points on the road is not bad, but that's still an under. Yeah. I just have a few too many questions. So I'm going to lean under, but I understand your points. All right. I should have went and got Pickens. Dang it. I should have got, got Pickens. Pickens. He's not making me. Well, He's you also have Najee. That was the problem I had. I had multiple Steelers, but I actually just, I just liked their team this year. Yeah. I should have. I, I, I just went. Um, who did I just draft? Well, you said you got Mike Evans. Javante Williams. No, that was oh, okay. first in the first part of the turn. I'm at Javante 10 Williams. if I didn't tell anybody. Let's ride. See? Yeah, let us ride. Okay. I mean, Russ isn't doing anything, so he's got to. All right. First touchdown, Scott? All right. So first wait, touchdown. Wait, 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 wait. Well, well. Mm. Let's let's let go, the people first. let's let the people know. Let's let the people marinate on that. We'll let them marinate on that. Well, I talk about underdog fantasy because underdog fantasy is a place where you can go to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You got the fantasy pick them contest where you can pick two to five players. You can get up to 20 times your money in that contest. Off of that alone, you just got to pick their stats and decide whether they're going to go higher or lower. We're going to have a 
underdog pick them for you at the end of this episode. So make sure you tune into that. Absolutely. And if you haven't known, you know, well, I'm not going to say it, but I just would say I think you guys should tell what we give you. That's all I'm going to say there. So we'll do that. Watch along. Make your picks. Make a little cash along the way with Underdog's mobile app or go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by the Free Roll Football Contest. $1,000 for first place, $500 for second place. And if you're a patron member, just double that. $2,000 for first and 1000 for second. Plus, patron members will get, if the patron member wins the contest, you'll get the autographed full-size Sports Gambling Podcast helmet, which includes guests like Joe Theismann, Bill Romanowski, Pac-Man Jones, John Saley, Eric Metcalf, Garrett Blunt, all those names sign up. Link is in the SGPN app, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash patron to get in the patron for your chance to double your prizes and win weekly patron pickums. All righty, Scott, let's do it. First touchdown. I will let you go first. So, Scott, please roll out your first touchdown bets for the first game. All right, so just to go through, just to go through quickly how we usually do this. In case you did not watch it last year, we give out three guys a piece. It's usually how it goes. Now you can break it up uh, anyway. I do four. You do four. Okay, well I'll do three. Uh, but you can do four. But usually we throw in at least one long shot, twenty to one or higher. Probably a lot higher than twenty to one, but we throw out one long shot there for fun. So starting off with my first option, I've heard a lot of talk about Gibbs. From the coaching staff with Detroit, mm-hmm. I've seen this movie before. How many times have you seen a coaching staff hype up a player and they do absolutely nothing in the first game? All the time, right? Doesn't that happen all the time? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take Montgomery. I'm going to okay. go with the ultimate pivot. I'm going to take Montgomery right. at ten to one on DraftKings. Do you know I that think- he actually has a lower price than Gibbs? <laughs> he has a, well, because Gibbs is going to catch passes, so it's mostly PPR based, but. When I hear the coaching staff say we're going to use a running back in ways that nobody's ever seen before, that means I doubt they're going to let him run the damn ball in the goal line because people have seen that before. No, I'm joking. I just think that, once again, they're trying to hype up Gibbs as being this unique piece of the offense. But we know that Dan Campbell's a smash-mouth football coach. I had Jamal Williams last year, who helped me win a fantasy title. Thank you to him. Mm-hmm. All he did was vulture one-yard touchdown runs. That's all he did. And Montgomery's the big body running back. I feel like it's once again kind of the similar story to last year. They had Swift and Williams. Swift handled a lot of the middle of the field possession wise. And then once they got to the red zone, they just gave it to Williams the entire time. And he got mm-hmm. every touchdown. I see a similar story here. I think Gibbs might be a guy who's shifty, who's going to be able to create plays in the passing game and the ground game when you're in maybe the 50 yard line range or on your own side of the field. But once it gets inside the 10, Campbell has a history of giving the ball to the bigger body back, and that's Montgomery. So I like Montgomery at 10-1. to 1. We talked about Chris Jones not pl- not playing, which is going to impact the defensive line for Kansas City. I like uh, Montgomery as my first choice to score a touchdown. I actually see 11-1. to 1. The odds shifted while we were on air. I'll take 11-1. to 1. Montgomery is my first pick uh, for first touchdown score. Now we get into the fun part of Kansas City. I might go out of order. But I'm obviously taking Mahomes. I want to throw that out there. Mahomes I found at 22 to 1 on FanDuel. I'll take that at 16 to 1 on DraftKings. So I'll shop around. 
And my third and final pick here, I got a lot of options. Like, Pacheco is a safe option, but I don't want to be too safe. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'll go with a bit of a wild card option here. I'm going to go with I'll go with Justin Watson at around 20. I found 30 to 1 on DraftKings. I think Watson's going to get a bit of a boost in actual usage. He has been used, I don't want to say as a tight end, but he's kind of a hybrid between a mm-hmm. receiver and a tight end. But I do think, once again, when you're looking at Kansas City, it's worth taking a flyer on a couple of pass catchers because without Kelsey, you do wonder who's going to take his place. It's probably going to be Noah Gray, but he hasn't exactly been that great as a pass catcher in the past. Mm-hmm. It might get creative with actual personnel. I think Watson is versatile enough to get used on the goal line in some unique packages. So give me Watson as my third choice at around 30 to 1. But you can really pick anybody and hope for the best. All right. I am. I'm assuming you're on Mahomes, too. So we can just get that out of the way. Yes, I am. Patrick Mahomes, our Lord and Savior. Patrick Mahomes, the greatest quarterback of all time. 22-1. Okay. Play number two. I normally was going to go Jared Goff, but Jared Goff just literally does not push anything you know, in on the goal does. line. No, he never like, does. Like, never. Doesn't That's matter. That's why I took Montgomery, because they would just give it to the running back every time on the one-yard line. I'm going to be so pissed if Jared Goff gets first touchdown score. Like, you're not going to understand. I'm literally – I'm coming up on the clock, too, here, people. So I'm literally trying to stall and buy myself some time before telling you who I really like because I want to get this all out completely through. And I'm going to because they're taking forever. So – because Jared Goff is so scary, I thought about TJ Hawkinson. And then I remember TJ Hawkinson is not on this team anymore. He also got paid, but they have another tight end who's pretty good. Same college as Hawkinson. Yes, very much so. Brock White. Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to say Laporta because Laporta's no. from Iowa. So I went Brock White because while Laporta is the. Quote unquote easy answer. He's the big new shiny sexy new toy. Who do I want here? I actually like Laporta a lot from college. I don't like Judy. I like I like Kirk. I'll take Christian Kirk here. I like Kirk. I don't have any Christian Kirk. All right. So while I like Laporta with backup tight ends, Brock White has been in this situation before. He's been with the team. He knows the goal line packages. They know it's going to work with Brock White. And what does Brock White do? He is a blocker. So what are you going to have on the goal line when you're trying to punch it in with David Montgomery? You're going to have blockers. And what are you going to do? You're going to push one of them out into the flat. He's going to turn around. He's going to catch the pass for an easy touchdown. Give me Brock White at 35 to 1 to score the first touchdown. That is play number two. And then here for my third play, I did get behind the Travis Kelsey, you know, mojo with the backup tight ends. And give me Blake Bell at 28 to 1. And give me Blake Bell on just a little flip pass by Mahomes. Some crazy goal line thing that you know Andy Reid brings out all the goal line plays first game of the season. So give me a little flip pass to and Blake Bell finds himself in the end zone and some crazy big package. So I'll sprinkle on Blake Bell at 28 to 1. And for my last play, super easy, going mad chalk with it. Amon Ross St. Brown is really freaking good. 
And if you're telling me there's going to be a, a struggle with the pass rush, I think that he's going to get open. He's going to be able to break one. And Detroit's going to show us very, very early in this game that they are 100% here to play and they are trying to win the division this year. So I'll take Amin Ra at 10-1 for a little softer of a safe play. I'm just trying to see if there's a better price than 10-1. to 1. I doubt it, but I can check. I see 11-1 to 1 on DraftKings. 11-1, not bad. I can get behind an 11-1. Let's see here. Do I want AJ Dillon or I'm kind of out on all Broncos wide receivers. I don't blame because they're all dead. Am I all right? Marquise Hollywood Brown in the eighth round. Am I tripping? Why am I not just making this pick? There's the one video going around of him not getting any separation in training camp, but that was one video. So I don't know if that actually means anything. It doesn't. Why would I not go? He's like my fourth receiver at this point, and he could still be really good. Do I just go Hollywood? Oh, I so you go a tight, did you ever get a tight end in the end? No, not yet. I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it come back around in round nine. Okay, I was gonna say you could go tight end. So, so I'm going Hollywood. All right. I don't have any Hollywood. I have Dillon in another league. How many and leagues do you win anyway? Oh, Guillotine Dynasty Home League, other Home League, Sportsopia so- Five. Okay, so you're at five. Which is actually really good for me. I'm normally in like 10. I usually do one. I'm a, I'm a one league guy. I wish. I, I hate rooting I... for and against the same players. I tried it one time. I was miserable the entire the entire season. I, I only oh do one. Gosh. It's my home league. We up the buy-in, so it keeps me intrigued, and that's all that matters. Lordy. All right, let's move on to player props. I will... Let you kick things off again. This is a Scott episode. Scott, lead us into this. What are we doing here on the player prop or the player prop spectrum? All right. So I, I alluded to it before, but I am going to go back to it. I mentioned that I thought Kansas City would lean on the ground game a bit more. So mm-hmm. I am going to go with Pacheco over 50 and a half rushing yards at minus 110 on DraftKings. Uh, last season, Detroit allowed 146.5 rushing yards per game, which was the fourth most in the league. I know it's a different season, but the defense is still a question mark with this team. And to look at the actual numbers for Pacheco last year, Kansas City really trusted him in the back half of the year, including the playoffs. Pacheco had at least 58 rushing yards in 10 of his last 12 games. That's 58 mm. plus, and his number's at 50 and a half. I'm on the over for Pacheco rushing yards. You're looking at the other running backs on the roster. Hilarion's just bad, simply put. I don't know how much he's going to play. And McKinnon is a, pretty much a sole pass catcher with this team. So Pacheco is going to be the main runner on this team. That's a pretty low number against a team that was really bad against the run last year. And for an offense that might be missing one of its best pass catchers. I'll be on Pacheco over 50 and a half rushing yards at minus 110 as my first player prop. All right. I did not play Pacheco. I didn't. I for the record, play... he, would have, he would have been my fourth choice for a touchdown score, but I only did three. I did play David Montgomery. Okay. And David Montgomery over 49 and a half. I, I, I agree with your thought process of you, you hype up this shiny new toy with the running back, and it's the other one that goes crazy. And Montgomery, this is the best offensive line he's gotten behind. We know he's a – He's a really good back. He has good explosion. I think that, and it seems like he's probably going to get, you know, more early down work. Like, yes, it's Gibbs show, but they're going to be giving Montgomery a healthy workload. They didn't bring him in for him just to ride the bench behind Gibbs. Like, 
you know, they thought at one point he was going to be the main back or they probably didn't think that at all. And they already knew they were bringing in Gibbs. And so uh, they knew that they had a role set out for him. I think that his role is, hey, go in there, get us some tough yardage, and we're going to continue to give you those attempts. I don't think Gibbs dominates the rushing attempts in this backfield, especially not off the gate. Give me Montgomery over 49 and a half. You want to go second? You want me to go second? You can go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so for my second one, I'm going to back some line movement over the past couple of weeks. This line has plummeted, but it is actually lower significantly on FanDuel than other books. I'm going to go back to Marvin Jones, and I'm going to go with him under 28 and a half receiving yards at minus 120 on bet MGM. First of all, FanDuel has this line at 25 and a half. So FanDuel went rogue. They just went three yards less than every, every other book. They're just mm-hmm. daring you to take the over, and that's kind of telling to me. But simply put, I think Marvin Jones might just be washed. To go through last season in a pretty pass-happy offense with, a once again, a solid quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, Jones had less than 30 receiving yards in eight of his last nine games. Now, I do acknowledge that less than 30 does mean 29 gets you a win in this spot, but mm-hmm. the fact is if you're not putting up good numbers in good weather in Jacksonville with Lawrence as your quarterback, I don't really know why I would have faith in you to suddenly figure it out here but it's mostly based on line movement. I think the line opened up in the mid-30s. It's plummeted down to the high 20s or even mid-20s in FanDuel's case. I'm going to back the line movement. I just think that Marvin Jones is a veteran receiver that is a bit overcooked at this point. So I'll, I'll fade the aging receiver that I'm not sure has much left in the tank at 28 and a half receiving yards at around minus 120 on BetMGM. All right. I have no quarrels with that, but I am going, I'm sticking with the rushing prop. There's a lot of hype for this Lions defense, and I'll admit that I could be wrong, and they could be a lot better. And if they are a lot better, Patrick Mahomes might be running for his life here. But he's athletic enough to be able to get it done and not only turn those negative plays into positive plays, but do it with his legs. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes over 17 a half. Minus 122 rushing yards. We, we've we seen this last year. We've seen this script. It was a point in time where it didn't matter what the line was. He was going over the prop every single time because he makes it happen with his legs. Why would I think anything happens any different, especially when there's a, a new revitalized Lions front that's going to be getting after the quarterback. I think they're going to flush him out the pocket. I think it's not always going to be downfield because no Travis Kelsey. He doesn't have the safety option. So what does he do? He goes and he gets it with his legs on his own. Matter of fact, I'm cashing this and the first touchdown bet in one with an 18-yard touchdown, and then he's going to go get us some more yards throughout the game so when they win and they do kneel downs that we don't lose. All right, that is it. Patrick Mahomes over 17.5 rushing yards, minus 122. I had that on my list too, but I ended up not going with it. So that was my honorable mention. Uh, My last one, I did go to another quarterback prop, and it's actually going to be a pretty interesting one. I'm going to take Goff to not throw an interception. At hmm. minus one thirty, okay. it sounds a bit wild, but this is good. the stats going to sound. Scott fake, does but... not own real estate on Jared Goff sucks island. I I think Goff is actually not bad based on last year, but it's also based on what could be a limited pass rush for the Chiefs with Chris Jones being out. To mention some numbers here, what if I told you that Jared Goff over the last nine games of the season last year threw zero interceptions? <laughs> Would you believe me? If I said that uh, in a regular conversation, I probably would not. 
he did not throw an interception in nine straight games to end the year. So he did a very good job of actually making good decisions with the football. It's a new year. We'll see what happens. But I, that did kind of stand out to me. Uh, but you're also looking at the Chiefs last year. They were not good at intercepting passes. They averaged just 0. .7 assists per game. I mean, assists, uh, interceptions per game, <laughs> which ranks 21st. Uh, yeah, it's, that's a WNBA slip. Uh, they averaged 0. .7 interceptions per game, which ranks 21st. Drafted, yeah. uh, I just drafted Michael Thomas, Wisconsin, assists. Uh, all right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's fine. Uh, I hope I'm rooting for you with Michael Thomas, who might get injured by week three. But still, uh, Kansas City doesn't intercept many passes, and now that their defensive line might be a bit compromised, I have some bigger question marks. But once again, nine straight games to end the year. You look at the number and go, Goff on the road, interception, even money. That's stealing. But no, I think it's actually a bit of a trap line. I think that minus one thirty is a pretty good deal when you look at the track record. I'll take the under. On golf, on golf interceptions. I'm hoping that, like the Chiefs, the Lions decide to run the ball against this limited defensive front with Jones not being there. They'll set up the play action. They'll set up easy throws for Goff to make. I'll have faith in him to make good decisions, which might just completely bite me in the ass. I'll take Goff to not throw a pick at minus 130. All right. I am... Man, we're very pro-golf pro, pro today. I don't know if it was pro. I just said that he's not going to make the bad throw. He can be terrible. Yeah, no. Just going yeah, no. But I'd. Yeah, but my last prop is Jared Goff over one and a half touchdowns at minus one thirty. <laughs> okay, fair. Enough. For literally the exact same thing, except I just did like say he wasn't going to make a mistake. I in fact said that he's going to do something good by getting us the ball in the end zone, and it's exactly. I mean, I think that the Wait, running you said, game. You said one thirty. Minus one thirty. I found minus one hundred five on DraftKings. All right, so minus 105, that's fine. But, yeah, I, I think that he's going to get us the two touchdowns. I think this is a higher-scoring affair. I think that when you look at all the things that you can attack in that Chiefs secondary, it was, it, it was so much easier because the pass rush was there, because they had such a great pass rush. Like, And now you have the situation. Am I on the clock, man? No, I'm not, but I'm about to be. But it's now you have you're struggling where you're trying to – defend for five six seconds whatever it may be and you're not that good like it's so much easier when you only have to defend for three seconds before a sack is coming in and i just don't think that opportunity is going to be here with this offensive line for the lions so i think golf is going to eat off of this i don't i don't argue with that because once again we kind of have a similar view of it but you're going for the proactive approach i'm going with the conservative approach Yes, very much so. All right, let me see here. I guess it's time to take my quarterback. Who's left? Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Tua. Okay, I know who you're taking. I have a lot of Daniel Jones. I kind of want to do Really? You have a lot of Daniel Jones I wouldn't have expected. I know. What a twist. I don't trust the Vikings. Should I just take Tua? I don't know if you trust him to stay healthy. Yeah, but I trust myself with quarterbacks that even if he doesn't. Uh, I'm only thinking about week one. I'll probably be moving on to a new quarterback by the next week. All right, let's just take two. Fine. Or I could have got a tight end. Eh, all these tight ends suck, honestly. I punted tight end. <laughs> I really did. Well, somebody – nah, if Higby comes back around, I'll do Higby because 
I mean, it's the only face that freaking Matthew Stafford knows in that offense. <laughs> All right. That was hilarious. Let's move on because we've given the people the bets for the game. We've given them first touchdown. We've given them a player props. Now, to finish things off, we got to throw out a DFS lineup here. Of course, we are not doing this show without the Thursday night DFS peak DGen activities. Scott, captain slot, first thing up. Who are you putting in the captain slot for this game? All right, so for the captain slot, I went extremely obvious. I took Mahomes. Once okay. again, I know it's not going to win you a million dollars or – probably won't but when we both think Mahomes might score a rushing touchdown and he's Patrick freaking Mahomes I'm gonna pick you to be in the captain slot like we both think he can score so if he gets the rushing touchdown he probably will finish in the captain spot mm-hmm. but I can't go against the best quarterback I've ever seen play the game so I'll go with Mahomes in my captain spot I know you have Mahomes in your lineup so do you have him at the captain or no no, because I was trying to be different. The only captains I considered were going to be Kelsey, but now I can't take him. Amon Ra, maybe, but it was mostly just Mahomes. That's that's kind of how I went about it. So once I saw Chris Jones was probably not going to play, I put golf in my coffee. Whoa, I just knocked down my whole setup here. You put wow. golf in your captain? Yes, I did. I put golf in my captain slot. Okay. I felt like. I felt like that was contrarian enough for me, and I didn't need to go any further than that. But I still think that, like I said, everything that I just said for golf over one and a half touchdowns, just add that to why I think golf is going to have a great game here. And golf can have a great game and a loss, and that's ultimately what I have. I think this is some high-scoring game where the the stat padding might be generational in this game if the game script is right. And that's what I'm hoping for. So I assume, do you have golf in your lineup as well? I do. All right, two for two, Scott. Can you make it three for three? Who's your next player? I got Pacheco in there. I'm assuming you don't, but I do. I, uh, I, I simply put, once again, I like the rushing yards, but I mostly mentioned the overall lack of quality running backs this Chiefs team have. Uh, you're looking at, once once again, McKinnon. Sure, he never runs the ball. He's a pass catcher mm-hmm. exclusive guy. And you have Hilaire, who nobody likes. Even Chiefs fans don't like him. So I think, once again, you're looking at a Pacheco, I'd say, spotlight spot in the running back position because we saw how good he was last year. I mentioned mm-hmm. the numbers and how much they, how much more they relied on him by the end of the year and how good he was in the back half of the year. I'm on Pacheco. Detroit was bottom four in rushing yards allowed. So once again, I expect Pacheco to have a lot of options to break big plays, maybe even catch a screen pass or two. But I do think when you're looking at the Chiefs potentially scoring – four touchdowns, three or four touchdowns. The odds of Pacheco getting at least one are pretty high. I'll take Pacheco. And the salary I'm using for this one is 11500 I know we tend to use different books when it comes to our DFSs, but I got Pacheco for an 11500 salary. All right. I don't have Pacheco, but I do have his, well, I don't know if we can call him his understudy, but Jerick McKinnon. And I want the I want the PPR reception. I want if I think that this Chiefs offensive line is going to fold like I think they are, and I think Patrick Mahomes is as good as I think he is. I think he's going to know that Jarek McKinnon has been his safety blanket 
especially towards the end of that season, he's been really good catching back passes out the backfield, making things work. They line up in this line them up in the slot. If there's anybody, any veteran, when you look at this unit that they want to go to and they know that they can trust, it's got to be Jerick McKinnon for me, especially with Travis Kelsey out. So I like Jerick McKinnon to have a good day, whether he's catching out the slot, whether he's taking it, running it out of the backfield. I think he's going to be able to have a very good day and put up at least one score, potentially two. I might mention McKinnon later on in the show, but I did not put him in my DFS lineup. All right. My next slot, because I think I have one more than you, and I'm curious if you have him up here. David Montgomery. I, have I did not, but I thought about it. Unfortunately, his salary was a bit high in the book that I have. I don't know what a salary was for you, but he was up there. Uh, he's, I mean, nah, he's, he's pretty middle of the road to be honest here, but it, it, it worked out for me, David Montgomery. I think that again, he's going to be the bell cow bat. He's going to be on the goal line. If I do get vultured on touchdowns to Jared Goff, I think Goff is passing, like is getting Gibbs passing touchdowns. Well, you want if to get, I get vultured. vultured. Because you have yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Spot. So if yeah. I get vultured, I'm getting vultured by David Montgomery, and I'm still claiming those points. And that's what I want in this offense. I want to feel like I had every touchdown scorer in the game. And so I did that with David Montgomery here. I think that was why I stayed away from Montgomery, because I'm pretty much all in on the touchdown scoring. Because Gibbs might get a lot of the snaps, once again, that's not by the red zone. It might be a 50-50 split. We'll see what happens. But that was kind of the problem. I'm not sure how good Montgomery is anymore based on yards. And he doesn't catch many passes. That's what Gibbs is for. So you're kind of going all in on the touchdowns, which I don't really mind. Because, once again, I have him as the first touchdown score at 11-1. to But that's kind of why I stayed away. I thought it was a little bit too reliant on the touchdown. Mm -hmm. All right. Who's your next player? So I'm going to mention a player I've not mentioned yet on the show, but I was trying to think of pass catchers that might be pretty cheap and that don't actually have a lot of buzz around them. I went with Sky Moore. Okay. I know it's going to sound a bit bold because he didn't really do anything last year, but I think it's a pretty good spot to get a low, a low percent rostered guy who might be on the field a lot. According to the, to the actual depth chart, Sky Moore is a starting wide receiver. Now, they have a couple other options. I mentioned uh, a couple of them earlier in the show, whether it involved Watson or Ross. But as of right now, they do have Moore listed as the slot receiver, as the starting slot receiver. So mm -hmm. if you want to give me a starting receiver with Patrick Mahomes at around a salary of 8000 I'm going to take it. But it's mostly based on people trying to pick guys who were more proven last year. I expect a lot of Tony and a lot of rosters, and I don't trust Tony at all. So I tried to find a guy who's going to be on the field a lot with basically no buzz around him and to try to go for my contrarian play there. I went with Sky Moore. All right. I And the thing about those wide receivers, I just I felt like I was taking a dart at a board and just saying. You went with Richie? No, I didn't go with any of them because oh. I felt like I was taking a dart at the board. And so I went with a Detroit wide receiver that I felt like was going to have a good game regardless. And I saw so I and I had the salary, so I didn't mind paying up for him. I'm in Ross St. Brown. I mean, if this offense is going to get going, it's got to be with Amin Ross St. Brown. I'm back on the clock. So the face that I made for those that were catching YouTube.com slash NFL Gambling Podcast, I had forgot I was in a draft for like so long because of the conversation. We started talking DFS. So, of course, I said, oh, forget everything else. <gasps> oh, 
is Chig on Kongu gonna get back to me? I still, I'm still haven't taken a tight end by the way because literally they keep sniping them, so I keep pushing it off. I mean, if but you want Boyd, if you want a late tight end, I wouldn't mind the rookie tight end for Green Bay. But Tyler Boyd, it just feels Boyd. like it's a handcuff. It's it's a very good handcuff in case. Yeah, I'm a fan right. of the Green Bay rookie tight end, so you can go for him later on. Okay, all right, we're going Tyler Boyd. Whoo-wee. All right, Sam is coming together. I have a lot. I, I have. I feel like my team, if they lived with potential, I can trade a lot of these guys off and get me some superstars for the playoffs. All right. Yes, Amin Ra. I mean, it's Amin Ra. I think they're going to have a good day. I think Amin Ra is going to go for a long touchdown in this one. He's PPR machine. This is a guy that's in Jared Golf Circle Trust. Like, I trust Amin Ra to have a good game here. That is your last one, isn't it? No, I have one more. Oh, okay, all right. There you go. Uh, my last one is a guy that I mentioned briefly in passing, but I did not mention for any props. It is going to be Laporta. I'm going to take him with a salary of 6500 mm-hmm. I just think 6500 is really, really cheap for a guy that should be getting a decent amount of the snaps at tight end. Laporta was very good at Iowa. Good blocker, good receiver. Iowa's basically tight end university when you look back on it whether it mm-hmm. involves like Hawkinson, whether it involves Kittle. They have a lot of really good tight ends that do well in the pros. I think when you're looking, even if you want to go with the bad ones, Noah Font went to Iowa. You know, they've they've had a lot of success in the past of getting like <laughs> Iowa tight ends to what be solid receive. I mean, what? I, I'm being honest. Noah Font <laughs> was kind of a letdown based on what he was in college. But still, the point is they are tight end university in my eyes. I'll go with Laporta. I liked him a lot in college, but it's mostly looking at Detroit. I'm trying to think of who their main red zone target is. Because Amon Ross St. Brown is a very good receiver, but he's still a bit undersized. Now he's still caught some touchdowns here and there. But you have Reynolds. I said Marvin Jones is washed. Mm-hmm. Do they have many great options in the red zone? Not really. I'll take the big body tight end who I know can do some work in the red zone like he did in Iowa. I'll go with Laporta as my final player at 6,500. I just like the salary. I think 6,500 is a pretty cheap number. And I... Same route, different player, Brock White. Okay. I'm, 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 that is my million dollar player. That's the person that's going to win me, Brock White. Cause when Brock White goes in here and has two random touchdowns on the goal line, two, it's going to, okay. It's, yeah, two, t- Brock White, two touchdowns. You heard it here at, hold at on. what? Hold 7 56 p.m. Eastern time. 50 to 1. Okay. 50 to 1, Brock White, two touchdowns. All right. All right, Scott. We've given out a lineup. We've gone through the episode. It's time to finish things up with lock and touchdown scorer here. I've been letting you go first all night. You might as well keep it going here. No, our mojo is I go first. You always go first. All right, for my lock. Mm. Yikes. I'm gonna just keep it simple and mm, no. Do I yeah, no, I'm just keep it simple. I like Chiefs cover spread. 
Chiefs minus five and a half. I really was hesitant on it when it was over a touchdown because I felt like this could be an overtime game and the Chiefs went in overtime by a touchdown. But now that it's at five and a half, why be scared anymore? It's exactly like this is exactly what I was waiting for. I was waiting for the number to get down five and a half. And am I going to be scared because Travis Kelsey isn't playing? No, not really. I think the Chiefs still have what it takes to be able to go down, have a game winning drive, and Patrick Mahomes silences all his critics. So, yeah, give me Chiefs minus five and a half. That's my lock. For my touchdown score, uh, can Brock, Brock White get any more love from me on this show today? No, he, well, he said you liked him at 50 to one to score two, but last time I checked in order to score two, he has to score one, which is five to one. But I've given him enough love, and I will spread my units elsewhere. And one thing that feels for certain, it's not as juicy, but I want to start the season off with the win. And I also have him for two touchdowns as well. Is Jared McKinnon at plus 180. I just think that at this point, beginning of the season, you're going to go to veterans that you can trust. And McKinnon has proven that he can do this. They've gone to him on the goal line, whether it's running the ball, whether it's pass catching, whatever it is. Jared McKinnon, plus 180 to score a touchdown. His two-touchdown prop is at plus 950. I like that as well. Scott, over to you. All right. Uh, so for my lock, I am going to go back to one of the props I mentioned before. I'm going to take Pacheco. I'm going to take him over 50 and a half rushing yards at minus 110. Uh, once again, I mentioned it during the prop section, but they used him a lot. Went over 50. He had at least 58 in 10 of the last 12 games last year. Detroit was bottom four in rush defense. So I think Pacheco 50 and a half is a bit low. I'll take the over there. I initially had McKinnon as well. So now mm-hmm. the question is, do I want to stay with it or do I want to move it? I found 195 uh, when I wrote it down. Uh, he had nine touchdowns in the final six regular season games. But he did nothing in the playoffs. But I am wondering if they're going to use him again because now they're missing Kelsey potentially. So that might be interesting. But uh, do I want to go with McKinnon too? Like, I don't know if I want to do Pacheco again. I don't know if I want to double down on Pacheco, but mm-hmm. you know what? I think I'm just going to go with the player that we mentioned before, and we think he's going to score, but I still like the value on it. Give me Mahomes. I see Mahomes currently available at plus 410 on FanDuel. Give me the plus 410. I'll go, I'll go down swinging with Mahomes. All right. I love it. I love it. Anything else for the people before we get up out of here? This is we're back. NFL is back, baby. Uh, not really anything more to add. Should be a fun game. Looking forward to it. I hope Kelsey plays. Once again, I'm not sure how effective he's going to be if he does play. If he does suit up, I will not have him in any DFS lineups and I will not take him over in props because I do think he'll be, once again, like two days removed from a hyperextended knee. Mm-hmm. Was that like 30% health, 40% health? Like if he suits up, it's solely just to play in the opener, but I don't think he's going to actually be that big of a factor. So I'd look elsewhere anyway, but I'm hoping for a good game. All right. I am about to draft Chick Congo because he came back to me. Nice. So that's happening. I have him queued up waiting on the person in front of me. He took Devin Singletary because he doesn't know what he's doing. And I will take Chig here. Finally getting my tight end in the <laughs> 13th round. Uh, honestly, the it, tight ends are so weird. If you get an elite one, you just wait till the end because most of the ones in the middle aren't even that good. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't care at all. I got a Waller for the upside of my draft because he slid to me, but I know that's a dangerous move anyway. I know. I should have just got him at four. Oh, I should have just got him at four. I think I all got right. him at like six 
or whatever. Like I waited on Waller and he fell to me, so that's why I took him. Everybody does it, man. Everybody does it to me. Okay. Let's see. Oh, I have one more bench position to drive. Uh why not? Algier? I mean in case if Bijan gets, gets hurt. Yeah, in case Bijan gets injured. Why not? All right. It's my last bench position. I'll get my defense and kicker. Whatever. All right. I'm so glad that everybody was here because this draft is ending. This episode is ending. We have nothing else to really say, nothing else to do. I will tell you for the four people that are in the stream right now, go hey, like the video on your way out. For everybody that didn't catch the stream because you didn't know, we will be doing this episode Thursday night football, Tuesdays on Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, that's right. 4 p.m. Pacific. We're doing this each and every Tuesday, giving you your Thursday night football picks. So come into the stream, youtube.com slash NBA NFL. Sorry, excuse me. NFL Gambling Podcast, and you will be able to check us out here. We're here wherever you get your podcast as well. You might as well leave a review while you're listening. Just go ahead, click out, and drop a quick review and say these guys are great. They just gave us a bunch of winning plays for the NFL season and for this game. So other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast is just going to end like this. We are out of here.